We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, left. We had early enrollees and new transfers meet with the media as well. And one of those new transfers that met with the media was quarterback Sam Hartman. And we're also going to hear from early enrollee Kenny Mitchie, who will be donning the number eight this year. Apple Podcast, Spotify, along with CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Don't forget our YouTube channel, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Subscribe, smash that like button for us. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know, we spin it different. And for all your business needs, you might as well rock out with the guys over at Rock Financial. That's rock, R-O-K dot B-I-Z, rock financial. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, 
live only on Netflix. But Sam Hartman is very interesting. I think I'm very interested in hearing how you interpret some of the things that were said left because it sounds like to me that Sam Hartman might still be in his feelings a little bit. But here's Sam Hartman talking about his process of choosing Notre Dame. The biggest thing and the um, kind of the biggest reason was just that it was an opportunity to, to play football um, and play football at, you know, in college at a high level. Um, I think, you know, often I see people that are done with school or run out of eligibility or even have eligibility and declare and, um, you know, that opportunity never comes again. And, you know, the, the thing I think that makes football so special is you can't just, you know, wake up one day and say, I'm going to go play. Um, there's very few opportunities and, and the opportunities come and go very quickly. And, um, you know, I've, you know, played, you know, this is year six and um, knowing how quickly a season goes by, knowing how quickly a game is over and you're sitting there wondering, you know, what I could have done and done better. Uh, you know, some of it's very grim and, and hollow, but there's a lot of great moments that, um, you know, I wanted to be a part of and felt like the opportunity here was something that I could, you know, take advantage of. And then probably on the NFL side of it was just, uh, you know, this is what you have to do when you go into the league is come into a new place where um, there's not a lot of familiar faces and um, the, the battle is definitely uphill. And you got to come in and, and establish a leadership role while also trying to figure out, you know, and follow. And um, it's been, again, a lot, you know, easier based just on the team. Um, the locker room here is incredible, and uh, it's just been very cool. I, uh, you know, just feel blessed to be a part of the, with these guys, and just, you know, there's a lot of relationships, and um, you know, sometimes you feel like there's going to be clicks. You're not going to be able to fit in. You're this guy from a different program, and this and that, but, I mean, you know, I just feel like I gelled right in and you know, built some relationships that will be, uh, you know, lifelong. A guy like Sam Hartman is, is in, a, in a very similar position, a very peculiar position where he knows that leaving Wake Forest, he was going to be a forever backup somewhere in the league, not in the prime position that he was in at Wake Forest or similar to at Wake Forest moving forward in the NFL right now. So when Notre Dame became open, he saw himself as an opportunity to prove the haters wrong, put himself in a good stadium where if all things go right, he can get drafted to a team that will actually give him a chance and not just be a backup floating around a league that will end up somewhere in the XFL or one of these other football leagues. So, he thought he had everything set up with Tommy Reese. They probably collabed and collided together on how they were going to get him drafted. He probably saw Jack Cohn, saw a lot of opportunity there. But at the end of the day, when Tommy left, he felt like he lost his backbone, felt like he lost a little bit of that support that was going to get him to where he wanted to go on a, on a plan basis. You know, you masterminding with a guy, and then he, he leaves out. And you just have a bunch of uncertainty. Not And Notre Dame is just a good enough place to where you're going to fit in. You're going to find your crowd. You're going to have a, a solid time. But in the back of his mind, he knows 
that his window is probably a lot smaller than it was uh, going into it. And he's looking at it like, you know, like the NFL, you know, this might be a, a situation where I'm, I'm just down. Like I don't have a, a, a huge shot just based off of how the roster shaped. These guys don't owe me nothing. You know, I got to try to win a job as to where it was more uh, spoon fed previously. He also talked about Tommy Reese and importance in the process. This is where I think you start to see some of the feelings when he talks about Tommy Reese no longer being in Notre Dame. Phrase a thousand times, but um, kind of that whole process, it is what it is. Um, I think um, obviously it was a great opportunity for him and um, there's no hard feelings there. Um, again, we just got out of the QB meeting. We've been meeting since uh, you know Coach Parker took the role, and then you know obviously Gino, um, Coach Gino's just kind of come in, and um, again he's you know taking this thing by the reins for the quarterbacks, and um, along with that is just the quarterback room. You know we stuck together, and you know I, I knew Tyler a little bit before, and you know I had no idea who Steve was. You know obviously Kenny has shown up just like I was, but um, it's a really tight knit group, and. Um, I think a lot of us, a lot of that was, you know, buffered by just those guys and our relationship. But again, like I said, it is what it is. Um, you know, we were, we kept moving forward and we've been moving forward since. And obviously spring break's coming up and we're going to, you know, attack as much as we can. And then once spring break's over, it's time to start playing some ball. See, this is, this is, this is a simple lesson of masculinity. And why oh. masculinity is important and why I love the quarterback position so much is because it only comes down to one thing. It can only be one big dog in the room. Mm. And and the funny thing in the in the now, in now the, explain that. Explain that because I think, about, <laughs> I think Mac Jones was a big dog, but I think Bryce was a big dog on the leash. He was he was waiting his turn to get off the leash. The big dog over there is Nick Saban. That's the big dog. Okay, that's the big dog. But you were talking about in the position room. We talked in about the, the dogs in the position room. rooms yesterday. They can. So only you're be, saying there can only be one at one time. They can only be one at one time from an ego standpoint. Okay. And 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 that's why Sam is like, man, I got a bunch of these dudes. I don't even know these dudes. They showed up when I showed up. I'm thought I'm thinking I'm about to slide right in. I'm the big dog on campus coming in because I got my boy Tommy got my back. Just like he had cars back. Mm-hmm. So he said, Yeah, you got all that riffraff. Y'all don't, you know, I'm coming in, I'm coming to play. Cause I'm the big dog. Now you take Tommy out the situation. Nobody knows who really the big dog. They all feeling like big dog. So from a quarter, you you get the little slights like, man, I got this this guy. I didn't even know Steve. I guess it, whoever that guy is. Yeah, he said he said, she. You know, I know Ty a little bit. You know, Steve. I, don't, I just met him. I didn't know he was a quarterback. Kenny just showed up when I showed up. So it is what it is. And when we come back from spring. Left going Nobody full petty right now. Up. Left is going full petty right now. <laughs> That's what it is. I, man, when it was it was me, when it was me, Tommy, and Hendrix. 
I knew Tommy was the big dog. I'm like, okay. You know, his his smug self. Okay. I learned my, you know, I learned, do my little red shirt stuff, take little notes. I knew who the big dog was. But after Tommy, I'm the big dog. I was the big dog in the room. And that's why things started, you know, when you know you're the big dog in the room, things don't work out for a reason. There's a reason why Ev led the country in picks. Because when he, when he was not there, the big dog replacement was in the room already after that year. So when that didn't happen, that transition didn't happen, it didn't work. You can't just import a big dog when the big dog was, like you said, on the chain, ready to get off the chain. So naturally, it just doesn't work in the room. It's too much tension naturally. And that's why it happened how it happened. Now, the year after, there was no debate who the dog in the room was. That's why coming out, we look like how we look. So you feel like Tyler has a better shot now that Tommy's not there. Tyler is the big dog in the room. And Sam, knowing he's a big dog, coming into somebody else's crib, he like, hey, it's, it's one or the other. And he knows that. He's a little more uncertain. Mm. And naturally, he like, man, I ain't trying to be best of friends with y'all, you know, because I was supposed to come in. Y'all supposed to be looking up to me. Now we looking up to Tyler. Why are we looking up to Tyler? He's talking about he in the lead. Of what? I'm the big dog. And he was forthcoming and saying, yo, I came here because, yeah, you know, it's a different because, look yeah. from the NFL. It's a different look yeah, from the NFL. Trend, he was on it. I was about to, he said, I, I came to take advantage. I came to take advantage of it. Mm, that's what he said. Because he said it wasn't a big dog in the room. I didn't say come. that exactly, but those were his sentences. That's what he said. That's, no, that's what he said. I'm the quarterback interpreter. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, I he said, I know that the end of my career was that last game on the field. Cause after that, I'm finna be riding that pond for a long time until I find one of these little leagues to jump in and play in. But he said, then Notre Dame called. <laughs> that bat signal went up. He said, I could take advantage of that. <laughs> Ain't no big dog over there. Look at what they just had. They had job for sale over there on Notre Dame. And you know the NFL like Notre Dame a hell of a lot. And I could go from kind of somebody to a big dog for real if I went over there. He was already feeling himself a little bit. You know, he like Wake Forest winning all time. You know? But he said, I could take off at Notre Dame. I could take advantage. Why would somebody say they could take advantage of something if they going into a situation where they got to battle for the job? He wasn't talking about battling. He's like, battling? <laughs> Tommy Reese gave him that good old, you my guy. He gave him that, you my guy conversation. You my guy. Just put them papers in. Show up. Milwaukee. He said, you saw what I did to our guy, Jack. Look at Jack. <laughs> Listen to me. So they thought they had an under-the-table deal. That's what he's so salty about. 
I can tell you why that's the case because I was there. Mm. I was dealt a similar deal. Thinking it's all good. Team set up. They're like, man, we they said we got we don't even got nobody. Then you show up and your main guy leaves. Now you salty. Now you halfway hater. You don't want you just like, man, I got these random dudes in here. <laughs> Some dude named Angeli in here in my seat. <laughs> this other guy thinking he running the show, teaching the QB coach everything. Oh my god. What do you say? When the spring come, everybody come back. You can only be one big dog. And we gotta play some football. So y'all can love all these meetings and wait. I can wait. praise oh. a thousand times, but um kind of that whole process, it is what it is. It is what it is. Look, it is what it is. Cool. He, he's cool. in his feelings. He's in his feelings. It is what it is. Um all I right. think. Um, obviously, it was a great opportunity for him, and um, there's no hard feelings there. Um, again, we just got out of a QB meeting, a meeting since uh, you know Coach Parker took the role, and then you know obviously Gino, um, Coach Gino's just kind of come in, and um, again he's you know taking this thing by the reins for the quarterbacks, and um, along with that is just the quarterback room. You know we stuck together, and you know I, I knew Tyler a little bit before, and you know had <laughs> whatever that is. Together, the what? No idea who Steve was. You know, obviously, Kenny is showing up just like I was, but um, it's a really tight knit group. And uh, it's a tight knit group, left. He didn't say with him. <laughs> Come on, you being patty. <laughs> he didn't say with him. He's how you, how you a tight knit group? You just showed up a month ago. It's tight knit because now he's part of the pack. Yeah, he's like you said, like you said, when Tommy was there. He said, because if, if Tommy was there right now, his meeting is, you know, the guys, I'm teaching them a lot. I'm, I'm sharing some info with them. They catching up to speed. They helping me out. I'm helping them out. This man said, look, we all in this thing together now. <laughs> Guy with a Kenny done showed up. Steve, I didn't even know who that was. I thought he was printing papers. He came and said he played quarterback oh. too. And then you got Tyler over here leading the meetings. And I mean, you know. You know Tyler's loving leading the meetings, boy. Oh, he's loving it. If I'm Tyler, you know, he's my team. Look. You know how it was when you were like that student that the teacher loved to call up to the chalkboard? He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll draw I'll do it. it. <laughs> Gino was like, who wants to help me? Who wants to help me with this formation on the yeah, whiteboard? He'll catch up, which I used to call it. He, oh, it's called Navy. It's, that's what it's called. Okay, Tyler was like, I got you, coach. Yeah, no worries. Man. I got you. you. Hey, Sam, you need some help after practice? Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's all It's all a game. It's a game within the game. And Sam, I'm sorry, hard. dude. Sometimes I have to laugh at how much fun we have talking on the table. <laughs> it's true. Sam no damn well. Oh, man. His back is against the wall. He knows this is it. So it ain't a lot of smiles when you when your backup leave because he like there's no allegiance to me. I'm here off of a couple news headlines, a good last game take, but none of these know me. <laughs> just walk, 
You're walking into ESPN. Nobody knows you, Sean. Not the dude that hired you. You, you talking about right man. now? You talking about right now? I'm talking about in general. When you first walked in there. Oh, when I first got there? Yeah. I mean, I interned there. So a few people knew me, but Honey, your first day is your first day is yeah. fresh on the yeah, fresh yeah, on yeah, the yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Now my first day on the actual actual campus. Actual campus. In Connecticut? They like, man, yeah. who is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just auto you like man, I just gotta put my head down and and, and you see that it's always the backhand compliment. I mean he had to do what he had to do. <laughs> I actually saw I actually you saw Kerry Champion. I actually saw saw Kerry Champion in rollers, dude. I'm like, that yeah. was not that was not the first impression I wanted with Kerry Champion, but <laughs> it was early. It was right. like 7 30. She walked past me. I think she was walking to her people. With, and she was walking with fine bomb. That's the crazy thing about it. Oh man! So, you know, it's one of those good old quarterback competitions. In my opinion, wastes a lot of time in the spring because, you know, I just feel like the coaches know who they they want going into it. They just looking for maybe we get a surprise. Maybe he surprises and plays better, but. They generally know they ain't making moves like this. Marcus Freeman didn't bring Sam Hartman to be like, I don't know no. the play. No, he brought him in, like we said yesterday. You know, for people that were like, oh, he just Sam just has to come here and play his role. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> one year, we don't need a one year guy to just come play a role. If yeah. he was a, a a receiver, maybe like a Ben Skoranek. Play your role, Ben Skoranek. You know, he played his role. Right. He played his way right to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, the heir apparent, the one that will be rocking the number eight, early enrollee, freshman, Kenny Minchie, talked to the media. And, uh, yeah, left. He talked about why he chose to come in early. I feel like it's big as far as like any quarterback across the country. You want to early enroll, uh, get in as early as you can, learn the playbook because that's big compared to any other position. Uh, coming in, learn the playbook, mesh with the guys, and everything like that. So, like just getting in and uh, building a connection. And then what's just kind of your first impressions of Coach Parker and Coach Gino? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, Coach Freeman. You know, he elevated a guy from within and I feel like he chose the right guy and bringing in Coach Gino was big because uh, he was with Cincinnati when they went to the college bowl playoffs. So having a guy like him uh, coaching me and other, the other quarterbacks, I feel like that's big as far as my development. He, he strikes you as a, uh, he's, he's pretty sure of himself. Strikes you as, give me the ball, give me yeah, the ball. There it is, there it is. He strikes you as give me the ball, man. Got a couple good because the difference is between Sam and Kenny. Kenny didn't come because of Tommy. Kenny called up there and said, Look, I saw y'all got some vacancy. I saw y'all got some vacancy. He didn't need no backhand closet agreement that he was gonna come in. He said, Oh, y'all got a oh y'all got an opportunity. Oh, what's up? I'm up. Mark for you, my guy. Sam had to get the oh backhand shake. Couple wings. Look, just come on in, man. I'm gonna get you right to the lead. Kenny just said, "Look, I'm, I see it. A couple good guys up there. I can develop. Shh. Throw me the ball, coach. I'm here. 
I'm ready to get active. He's not somber and, and, and talking about the other guys. He said, look, they got Coach Gino. He was here at the playoffs. I can get some development. Notre Dame, everybody want to be here. What's up? I'm coming to win. I'm on Kenny team. I think Kenny going to be all right. <laughs> now, obviously, he might go through the, the stages of, you know, they got a couple guys in front of him, so he's working in where he get in, where he can fit in. But if it comes down to him versus Angeli, we'll see what happens. Honestly, I think that competition is over. <laughs> yeah, me too. In my opinion, but hey, you know, you still have to go through the process, right? What does he think about competition left? This level, just because of the people that are here, but um, yeah, even like in high school, I didn't start till halfway through my sophomore year, and that came from injury from the guy who was ahead of me. So I've been in a spot where I need to compete, and um, you know. It's not new to me, and I know like you have to have patience. So, can you talk a bit more about your competitiveness? Uh, yeah, I would say it might not show, but I'm I'm very competitive. I always want to win. Um, growing up, played sports, so that's kind of instilled in me as far as like a competitive spirit. And um, I would say I always want to try to do the right thing and be the best version of myself. So. What's the biggest thing you've learned so far since being on campus? Uh, probably just like adapting to college life being busy 24 7 um school workouts lifting coming to throw meetings everything it's just it's just busy midwest guy man remember your boy from the last dance yeah midwest guy whatever i'm here <laughs> love it love the attitude you can tell he's focused on himself really and that's what you should be in situations like these getting with your guys it's always interesting the the off season throwing sessions when it's a quarterback competition because you see some guys working out without you like hey okay <laughs> I see you getting some time in over there Sam I am you know yeah, yeah. So, you know hopefully they including Kenny and in, in getting that process you know together but man I really love the demeanor um, I don't think he's gonna be caught up in the 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 swell of the competition. I think he's really going to go in there and compete. I do like guys that very similar to a guy like Kyle Trask that, you know, you couldn't tell Kyle Trask was competitive at all because he was just so easy going. But when that, that sucker went out there and took reps, yeah, you know, this, he tried to he tried to show somebody something. Like, right, right. I really do appreciate guys that are like that. Um, You know, he, he definitely reminds me of a lot like Kyle Trask in that attitude man he's just so you know he says all the right things but you you wouldn't believe it because he's just kind of soft-spoken kind of like you know it is what it is kind of thing but man when they get out there and put on the show you like man this dude came to win so hopefully he's carries that same uh attitude so far so good so see how it goes yeah i saw somebody in the chat i, I lost it but I think he said it himself right there in that clip. Somebody said that Kenny Minchie won't be throwing into the fall. Kenny Minchie's throwing right now. Like, I don't know who misrepresented information to you or miscommunicated that. Kenny Minchie's throwing right now. So. Kenny Minchie, I'm telling you. Let's see. Um, oh, he got to talk about his guys. The three freshman wide receivers he came in with. Uh, I would say coming in, uh, Chad was telling me 
this is kind of year they wanted to bring in some playmakers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chad said what? Yeah, uh, I would say coming in, uh, Chad was telling me this is kind of year they wanted to bring in some playmakers uh, in the receivers room. And uh, coming in, being able to mesh with them early, as far as like you know, a friend standpoint, and just getting on the field, coming in on the weekends, coming to throw with them, being able to mesh with them, and um, obviously there's some athletes, and I feel like they'll be able to play. And yeah. So you're talking about Braylon, Rico, Jaden, three early enrollees at the wide receiver position in the class 23. He's been working with them on the weekends, doing extra throwing. Rocking with them, connecting with them. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because those are his guys. Let me tell you something, man. He's being patient. He used the word patient. He was like, yo, I just have to be patient. But he feels like, yo, my time is coming. Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Definitely don't, don't rush the technique in this instant for Kenny. I think he has a plenty of room to grow where he is positionally mm -hmm. on the roster. I think he can take advantage of a year like this, even if he doesn't necessarily play. But from how things are growing in terms of the coaching staff, getting a, a year under their belt, but also you learning the offenses, they're learning. So you're kind of on the same level in how it develops and grows where a guy like Carr would be a, a year behind where that stage they've that layer that they've added, which, you know, keeps some separation between them for at least a year. But I think everything that Kenny wants is in front of him. Um, you know, he just got to continue to uh, grow and develop in that aspect. Yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, overall, Sam Hartman, Kenny Minchie, I think there's still some feelings there over the departure of Tommy Reese. They moved on. Gina Goduli has come in. As a matter of fact, Kenny Minchie, um, I believe, shared with the media that he went fishing with uh, Coach Goduli last weekend at his house, and we're catching up on some things. So, we'll see. We'll see. You know, Coach Gadouli is reaching out to Tommy Reese. He's being caught up by Tommy Reese. Tyler Buckner's helping him catch up on the playbook. You know, it's a lot going on 
they hit the field for the first spring practice March 22nd. Like uh, Sam Hartman said, spring break is coming up next week. As soon as they get back, it's time for business on the 22nd of March. And then the pro day is the 24th of March right there on Notre Dame's campus. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You remember the quarterback position did not receive glowing remarks in the offseason last year. You remember that left? Yeah. They, they didn't have a spokesperson. They, spoke, they had no one to speak up for them. Brayden Lindsey, just to go back to last year, this is what Brayden Lindsey said about the starting quarterback. Uh, he's definitely got confidence on the field. Uh, I think that's uh, the biggest indicator of a good player when they're young. Um, he's definitely the best runner I've had as a quarterback uh, in college. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't showcased as well, but he's got a good arm. And I think uh, as time goes on, he'll be able to make more uh, uh, smarter decisions as a passer. And that kind of comes to just experience. I mean, quarterback's the hardest position. There's a lot going on. So I, I think he's going to, you know, improve passing. Hmm. Hmm. Not exactly a ringing endorsement from your wide receivers. Well, enter Rico Flores, 2023 freshman early enrollee. Hey, Rico, what's up with the quarterbacks in Notre Dame? How they looking? I'm not going to lie. They're phenomenal. Uh, It's a lot different from high school. They put the ball right here on your face. Turn out, it's right there. They do their job pretty well. I'm not gonna lie, they're phenomenal. Uh, hey. It's a lot different from high school. They put the ball right here on your face. Turn out, it's right there. They do the job pretty well. Hey, Rico, Rico, Rico Flores, your new PR person, director of media and public relations for the Notre Dame quarterback. See this right there? He said, phenomenal. He said, phenomenal. Right there? He said, you turn around, it's right there. It's right there with that. He, you know, he had, you can tell he has that bay lingo to him. When you listen to him talk, he has a little E40 to him. Yeah. He talks. yeah. Has a little E40 to him. Yeah. You can tell yeah. he comes from the bay yeah. area. So that's going to, hey, I'm telling you what, if he, if he's saying it's, it's right there on the face. Yeah. That tells yeah. me go, it's go, the ball going to be flying around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, that cat Rico is getting his rich port on too, though. That cat Rico's getting this rich port on, bro. Right. Fly guy. <laughs> Fly guy. Throw it to me. That cat Rico looks like he's in a dorm room where Braylon and Jaden like, no, I love the game. Yeah, yeah. They they said they said they said they go they're gonna be missing me. Like, I love, but if I leave it, are they gonna miss me? That's right. That's right. You know that's, money, that's, man. That's, that that's that cat Rico, AK, Rich Porter, boy. He has the uh, the angel, and he has the uh, I can't tell I can't tell from the steel shot. Looks like he has the braided fourteen carat, and he has the longer thinner joint. Okay, Rico, I like it. Left, I like it. Kid has swag, and we're gonna check out all three receivers tomorrow. Left on for the culture Friday. I'm sure we're going to talk about ah, snowfall. Season is getting ready to take off after this last episode. And then our guys from Rock Financial. 
Ryan and Tony. They're going to join us. If you have any financial questions, make sure you put it in the chat today or, man, line them up early in the chat tomorrow. We'll make sure we put them to the side when they come on towards the end of the show for Four of the Culture Friday. So tomorrow left, we'll hear from Caleb Smith, Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, Drake Bowen, some of the other early enrollees. I like what I heard. I like what I heard today overall, left. Coach Rudolph, Coach Gadouli, Sam Hartman. You know, he'll get over it. He'll toughen up a little bit. He'll get over it. It's going to be a long road. <laughs> if, if, if it don't turn out how you want to. Hey, long lease or short leash? Shortest in, in the college <laughs> football. Unfortunately, you unfortunately, unfortunately, he don't got a Drew Pine leash. That leash is, mm. you know what time it is. Petticoat, 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 It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. So, <laughs> Concessions has been threatening to strike and walk out all season on the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks. And every time the news thought it would happen, they said no. And Concessions at the United Center waited. For college basketball fans from all across the Big Ten to descend upon the United Center for this weekend's Big Ten tournament, along with families and friends. And they said, no nachos for you. <laughs> no pizza for you. And they walked out on the college kids. That's right. Come on, fam. That's mad petty, man. That's mad petty. Come on, man. You got people coming to watch their sons play. Y'all just walk out on the college. I bet it worked. Dude, the Bulls, the Bulls and the Blackhawks are out west, dude, on road trips. No, but I thought, don't they work for the college United Center too? I mean, ultimately, I think this move was better because it wouldn't upset the pro teams. Mm. It would impact the pro teams. Just take that, advantage of the kids playing that, for free. That's petty. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying, bro. And the United Center has, dude, the United Center has the best nachos. Really? The, the absolute best dessert tray. Dude, they have that chocolate cookie ice cream joint with the big cookie with mm. the single scoop of vanilla on top. Bruh. Oh, the bazookies? Yes. 
BJ's finest. I'll give it to Jerry Reinsdorf. Bad teams, great facilities, and great food at his stadiums. Hell yeah. Great. You know it's Chicago, so you're always going to get you a good hot dog. Always. Um, Italian beef is fire. Yep. You know, I think the last I checked, they had, I forget who the pizza sponsor was. But yeah, that's some pretty good food, bro. Some pretty good food. But that was mad petty to take it out on the kids. When you've been report, you've been threatening to all season, you've been threatening to walk walk out mm. on the NHL and in the NBA season. It's it's ridiculous. I thought that was mad petty. And like I said, the guys that are supposed to keep the court clear for the Phoenix Suns, let me tell you something. Well, you messing with $50 million right there. That's that's a big asset you messing with, boy. You almost ruined Chris Paul's career. Leaving that wet spot out there. Mm. I hope they go to the video and review it just to find the dude that didn't do his job. Does a road ankle really take you out of the game like that, though? No, I mean, he probably would have played. He probably would have played, you know, if it was an important game. But, you know, I understand Monty Williams telling him, like, hey, relax. I get it. I get it. Um, Petty train. But round of applause to my boy. Fred Van Bleek. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know. Um, Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fucked the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple, couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough. Obviously you come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bullshit tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um, just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome yo <laughs> when you start out saying look i'll take the fine you already yeah. know what's coming you yeah. already know what's coming yeah. that, that yeah. man started off the presser like man i'll man y'all send me the invoice yeah because this needs to be addressed <laughs> he is he is he is totally wrong and it needs to be said <laughs> yo it's petty because he went directly at that ref. But it needed to be said. Yeah. Because the officiating has been ridiculous. And it's been some ridiculous. They gave a tech to uh, his teammate. Uh, Jordan Poole. Oh. They gave one to Jordan Poole the other night for throwing the ball back the to, the ball to, to the ball to him. <laughs> right? And it's crazy. And then they gave one the other night to... Um, 
is a Fred Van Vliet teammate. But like talking to himself as he walked by the ref. Oh, uh, uh, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. And it's like, what are we doing? Well, Scotty, they said Scotty said that they was cheating and they took it as disrespect to the integrity of refing or something. Oh, they do be cheating, dude. They do be cheating. That's they what they do said. They cheating. Stuck a cord. I mean, doing all that. Dude. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's petty for um, just because it happened the other day. Popeyes automatically not giving you the honey for the biscuit. I have to ask for it. Like that's just some common sense things we must. Now the honey was automatic. The jelly you used to have to ask for, right? Man, we have to ask for the honey now. I'm I'm pulled off thinking all oh, that. Of course, why would they not add the honey? It should come attached to the biscuit. The biscuits have fallen off anyway. Mm, well, Popeye's biscuits have fallen off a little bit. Not when you tell them to make it fresh, I sit in there for 10 minutes in the line. <laughs> I'll sit there and be like, yeah. They say it's 10 minutes, sir. I said, I'll wait. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, well, I ain't got nowhere to be. You willing to wait for the biscuits? Yes. Can I get to the yams? Okay. <laughs> Remember Malik was here talking that clean eating yesterday. Go to his Facebook page and look at the, the recipes he put up yesterday. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's left on here capping. What do you mean? Time, he, big cap. Big These are good recipes, though. <laughs> these, okay, the, some of these is really good, though. Is recipes for good eating, bro? I'm telling you, you don't have to eat it all the time. But if this is your cheat day, come to my page. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you do is put cheat day stuff on your page. Oh, no, no. Look, I got the look, the abundance of strawberry treats. Look at that. Look at that. That's what you want right there, Sean. That's on the Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to pull your Facebook look, page. I got up. you. Look, something like this is healthy for the viewers. This on the Facebook page right under it. <laughs> what is that? A strawberry shortcake? Strawberry shortcake, and then right under there. Oh man! You know what I mean? Man, look, you become a chef at my page, you know. Man, man, man. So, I'm about to tap in my line. I play at five thirty, like I said. I had a full weekend. Enjoy basketball this weekend. Hopefully, Notre Dame will get a nice head coach after this tournament, and. Um, Things start looking up Let's for all it. three major sports, man. Baseball's doing that thing. I think hockey just lost that uh, tournament best of for the Big Ten tournament to uh, Michigan State, two to one. Uh, tough loss, but Notre Dame sports are in good shape. So for left, I'm Sean Davis. Have a great Thursday, but most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different.